Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Continuing in this time of Advent, we read in Luke chapter 2, quote, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Are you experiencing Jesus this Advent season the way the shepherds did? Do you have the heart of a shepherd that has great joy when seeing Jesus? Let's open our Bible now to Luke chapter 2 that we can learn what it means to have the heart of a shepherd. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another teaching. It is a Thursday afternoon here in Texas and it's just a good day to be loving on Jesus, spending time with Jesus and uh, just just spending time and, and just uh, meditating and reflecting on the advent, on the arrival of Jesus 2,000 years ago when our Savior, when our God, the God-man, God the Son, the Son of God, Jesus, came into the world as, a, as an infant, as a baby, and uh, went on to live a perfect, righteous, sinless, obedient life on our behalf, on behalf of humanity, and died a torturous death on the cross in our place and, and on our behalf, on behalf of humanity, and he is indeed alive and risen today. And we just remember you, Jesus, and we worship you today. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we're continuing in this, this series on the Advent. Remember the word Advent means arrival or, or coming, right? Um, and on the, the, the first two teachings and on this one as well, we're focusing on when Jesus came 2,000 years ago and we're reflecting on, on what happened. And, and, and the ramifications of it and how we ought to live our lives in light of it, right? And so, again, we want to make this the most, the most devoted, Christ-centered, Christ-focused, Christ-like December of our entire lives. And so, Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for this Advent season, Father. We thank you for our Bible, Father. We thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the scriptures that we get to have and we get to study, Lord. We thank you for the scriptures that feed our spirit and feed our soul. But Father, above all, we thank you for Jesus, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Lord Jesus, we worship you. We thank you. We thank you for willingly becoming a human man, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for living a perfect, righteous life on our behalf that we could never live. We thank you for dying a torturous death on our behalf that we should have died. And we thank you that you're alive and risen, and we do worship you today, our risen Savior. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word. Give us eyes that see, ears that hear, hearts that understand. Holy Spirit, we ask for even an impartation of joy 
for this Advent season, that, that, that we would have eyes to see Jesus in a way that brings us to a new place of joy. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, all right, so... Again, continuing in the in the in the you know in the celebration of Advent, and again just just meditating and reflecting on Jesus. So, how are you doing in that? How are you doing in thinking about Jesus and meditating on Jesus and making this a a really really productive uh, December in your walk with Jesus? A time where you know you're just spending time each day in reflecting on Jesus and reading these Advent scriptures that we've been given, right? So, man, I'm, again, there's literally nothing more beneficial in our lives than to spend this, this December time um, in, in just meditating on Jesus and reflecting on all he's done and, and, you know, reflecting on our lives and how we're living our lives in light of that. So thank you, Lord Jesus. So, all right. So today we're... Uh, we're going to be talking about the shepherds, okay? We're going to be, again, talking about, you know, what happened at the birth of Jesus. And so today we're going to be doing verses uh, 8 to 20 in Luke chapter 2. Luke 2, verses 8 through 20, just, uh, I mean, it's it's profound. Again, these are just scriptures that ought to warm our heart. We ought to be excited when, we're, when, when we go through these, right? Because we want to have... In us, we want to have the heart of a shepherd. And when I look into my own heart, I see some aspects of, of the heart of a shepherd. But, you know, there's a reason that, that, that only Mary, Joseph, and shepherds saw Jesus at his birth. And there's a reason that, uh, that Jesus was revealed to shepherds. And so, again, we're going to want to ask ourselves, do we have the, the heart of a shepherd? So... All right, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. Here we go. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. <clears throat> when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. <clears throat> wow. So again, I mean, just, just reading that, 
right? During this December, this time of, of Advent, this time of reflection, just reading that scripture, you know, reading those, those 13 verses over and over and over and over and just and meditating on these verses, you know. So verse eight, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. What are the what are some of the characteristics of shepherds, right? They're, they're blue collar men. They work with their hands. They're hard men. They're, they're uh, hardworking men. They're simple men. Okay. They're, they're not complex. Um, they have a, a simplicity about him that it's, uh, you know, that, that we certainly do not have, you know, here in the West. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, to, to have the heart of a shepherd, to have the simple, obedient heart of a shepherd ought to be the desire for all of us because it's to shepherds that's the, that the Savior is revealed here, right? And during this time of Advent, you know, we want to have this heart of a shepherd. Obviously, we're not going to go all, all out and be shepherds and do that as our job. That's not what, obviously, the Scripture's calling us to do. But during this time of Advent, we want to we want to encounter Jesus anew and afresh, and we see here that 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 for some reason the baby Jesus, the infant Jesus, on the day of his birth, could have been revealed to anybody, but but Jesus did not reveal himself to men and women of notoriety. He did not reveal himself to men and women of of fame. He did not reveal himself to men and women of wealth. He revealed himself to, to really what was the lowest of society, the humblest of men. And so there's a picture there, right? Again, I've said it before, my wife's favorite scripture, Matthew 5, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. The more humble our heart the more pure our heart is, the more we will actually see and experience Jesus in a more tangible way in this life. The more we will see him and experience him and experience his, his presence in our daily lives. Doesn't that sound exciting? Wow. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. These are shepherds and they're doing their job. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Now think about that word, terrified. You are so scared, you think your death is imminent. <laughs> okay? So to encounter an angel is apparently a serious deal, right? An angel of the Lord appeared to them. Sometimes, you know, I think that I'd like to have an angelic visit and how nice that would be. Um, they think they're going to die, right? The power, the raw power of a heavenly angel is not something that, that we can understand, right? And the angel says to them basically what an angel says any time that an angel appears to someone in scripture. This generally is what has to be said. Verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news 
of great joy that will be for all the people. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Really, when I read this, and the reason I read it over and over again, and I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to read it, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I, you know, it's it's really, it's a, it's a shame. It's an embarrassment to admit this, but it's like Jesus has in some ways, and the Christmas story has in some ways, God forbid, forgive me, Father, become, become commonplace, right? I mean, when you're sitting there, when you're listening to this, can you say that, that you have great joy over the good news of the birth of Jesus? That ought to be the disposition of our hearts. <clears throat> We're going to see that's, that's the heart of a shepherd, right? Um, Look at uh, verse 20. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The birth of Jesus is good news, and it ought to bring us great joy. Now, part of the reason that, that it doesn't bring us great joy is because we don't understand how good the good news is really is. How good, really good, unbelievably good, heavenly good news that it really is. And the reason we don't know that is because we don't understand how bad the bad, bad, bad news, really bad, really is, right? The bad news is I am a hopeless, desperate, helpless, sinful man. And my sin has earned me a position in eternal hell under the wrath of God the Father. That should sound bad to everyone that just heard that, okay? That's what sinful humanity deserves. That's what we've earned, right? Romans 6, right? I believe it's verse, what, 23? The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death. My sin has earned me not only a natural death, and all of us eventually die, and the, and the foundational reason we die is because there is sin in the world. In heaven, no one will die anymore. We'll live for eternity. Um, but I've also earned spiritual death. And with that, an eternity in hell separated from God the Father, God the Son Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit under the wrath of God Almighty. That's what my sin has earned me as a sinful man. That's really bad news, right? Now, again, it's, it's sometimes hard in this life to comprehend this, but an eternity in hell separated from God with no hope and an eternity of torment, there is no worse news than that. And it's real. 
The scripture is unambiguous about it. So when it says, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 11, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. A savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. A savior has been born. It's great news that a savior has been born because I need to be saved. I need to be rescued. Okay? I need to be saved from hell. I need to be rescued from an eternity of torment in hell. And here is the, the good news of great joy that's for everyone today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. Our Savior has been born. And again, this is how we want to read this, right? This is, and again, I, Lord, just help us. Holy Spirit, help us. But this is how we want to engage in this Advent season. This is how we want to, to think about the scriptures, right? We want to meditate on what does it mean that today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. A savior has been born because we need to be saved. We need to be saved from our, from our sin, from eternal death, and eternity in hell under the wrath of God the Father. And in Jesus Christ, by this savior, by the perfect righteous life that he went on to live on our behalf and in our place, by the torturous death he went on to die, on our behalf and in our place, and by his resurrection from the dead, we are saved, right? If you're trusting in Jesus Christ today, what does that mean? Are you relying on Jesus? Are you clinging to Jesus today? Is your full belief and confidence in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins, the salvation of your soul, deliverance from the wrath of God and eternal hell, and to bring you to heaven when you die? Are you trusting in Jesus Christ alone for that? Okay. John 1, 12, yet to all who received him, Jesus, to those who believed in his name, Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. What does it mean to believe in his name? It means to believe all that the Bible teaches about Jesus as our savior. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. It's the most significant day ever, okay? Without his birth, we can't have the day of his resurrection. We can't have the day of his death. A savior has been born to you. Verse 12, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And so the angel delivers the message to the shepherds. And in all of a sudden, by this proclamation, look at what happens. Verse 13, suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. I'm sure there's countless paintings of this, of this scene, right? So picture the shepherds. 
The angel comes down from heaven, the glory and the power of this heavenly angel. And then suddenly a great company of the heavenly host. A numerous, a great company, could have been hundreds, we're not told how many, but a great company of heavenly host angels appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, and what do they say? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Do you see the heart of the angels? They explode in heavenly praise because apparently they see and understand some things that that I don't because my life would be filled with more and I and I have my share of praise and worship and thanksgiving but it's just not it's it's not like the angels here right I, we want to get a deeper revelation this christmas this advent season we really do want to get a deeper revelation of who Jesus is so that, that the more we understand them, the more we will erupt in thanksgiving and praise. The more we will be convinced of who our Savior is. Glory to God in the highest. And what do they say? And on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. The favor of our Heavenly Father rests on humanity because he sent the Savior if his favor was not on us, our Heavenly Father would not have sent Jesus. Jesus would not have become a human man, and every human that ever lived would have perished in an eternity in hell. Verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So again, the simple heart of a shepherd, let's not wait, let's not wait. We don't need to think about anything. We don't need to get we don't need to get them four or five, you know, episodes of that next that next show we've been watching, right? We don't need to look at our Instagram first, right? Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They immediately obey the word of God given to them by the angel. Okay? The heart of a shepherd, right? It's not rocket science, right? We, we want to, they told them, right? The blessing wasn't the angel. Although you would think that was kind of cool, right? But that's not the blessing, right? Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let's go see Jesus. You see the simple heart of a shepherd. Why am I saying this? Because most of us, myself certainly included, we're not experiencing Jesus in a meaningful and exciting way. If we look back on all the Christmases, yeah, the Jesus story, I like it, all that's cool, but don't you want it to be more full, right? Don't you want this Christmas season, this time of Advent to be more, more exciting and more fulfilling and more Christ-centered and Christ-focused, right? Don't we wanna be more Christ-like, more like Jesus? Verse 16, so they hurried off, right? Again, we want to get a deeper revelation of Jesus, but we don't hurry off in our devotion. We don't, we don't wake up in the morning and hurry off in our devotion to him. Certainly I don't as I should. Right? No, I wake up and I'm praising him and every morning I fall to my knees. But again, it's I want it to have more juice. I want it to have more energy, right? I want it to have just more Jesus, right? Um, I want to know him more deeply and more intimately. I want to be more excited about Jesus. 
And this, this is how we do it, right? We do it by spending time in the word of God, by reading our scriptures, by meditating on this story, by understanding all that's happened for us in his first coming, as well as what will happen in his second coming. And we'll discuss that, Lord willing, in future teachings. So they hurried off, right? Again, if we want to get a d deeper revelation of Jesus, we, we're going to need a little urgency, okay? Again, we kind of go through the Christmas season yeah, I mean, I do, right? It's just that you're going through, you're going to the parties, you're going through the things, you're going to church, you're doing the stuff. I mean, I'm doing my teachings, I'm doing all my ministry stuff, but I want to hurry off and find Jesus more this Advent. Don't you want to just find Jesus more, y'all? Don't you want to experience Jesus more? So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Again, they obey the word of God. The angel gives them the word of God of what's happened. He tells them the sign. They immediately go, right? They said to one another, when the angels had left them, gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see. So again, we want to take that metaphorical journey, right? Today, we want to walk and go see Jesus. Can you, can you picture the shepherds and the anticipation as they're going? So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Verse 17, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. So here's a heart of a shepherd, right? They immediately begin to spread the good news of what they've seen. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. You want to have the heart of a shepherd? I do, right? I want to have a greater and greater heart of a shepherd, okay? The simple heart of a shepherd. They see the Savior, they see the Savior. They see Christ, the Lord, on the day of his birth. Is there a greater blessing that's ever happened than that? That you were able to actually see on the day of his birth, the God-man as a, as, a, as a newborn baby. He's not a day old yet. Whatever he is, four or five years old, we don't know, four or five hours old, Right? And what do they do? When they had seen him, they spread the word. They spread the word. This Advent season, you and I want to spend more time spreading the word of God, spreading the good news of Jesus, right? Again, there's many ways to do that, but just talking about Jesus, praying to Jesus, encouraging others in Jesus, just bringing up the name Jesus, just saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you say the word God 10 times a day, Eight times, replace it with the name Jesus. You'll be fine. Jesus is God. Remember, we have a triune God, one being, three separate, distinct individual persons. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. But but, but you got to start thinking about Jesus more, Speak, speaking about Jesus more. One of the great issues in the church today is we talk about God too much and Jesus too little. Okay. Yes, Jesus is God. And many of you will say, well, when I say God, actually what I mean is Jesus. Well, very well. Let's say what you mean then. 
When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Let's be shepherds this Advent season. Let's be shepherds this Christmas. Let's spread the word about Jesus. You can go to the website, uh, kingdomd.org. There's, there's, everything is free there. You can watch anything you want. Um, there are, there are, there are gospel tracks under Bible study tools. You'll see gospel tracks. They just, they print perfectly on your printer. You can hand them out. You can leave them all over the place, right? Just, just leave that gospel everywhere, right? When they had seen him, when, when you see Jesus more deeply, when you experience Jesus more and more, when you have eyes that see him in this life, more when you actually have when you can when you can touch heaven a little bit and see Jesus more. All you want to do is spread the word and tell others more and more about Jesus. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Verse eighteen, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. We need to get back to being amazed about Jesus, amazed about this Advent, amazed about when Jesus came. When the God-man came to this earth and entered humanity, when God the Son, the Son of God came into this world, it really, it really is amazing. And as I've said, it, I don't know what the other word to use, but shamefully, right, it can, it can get to be commonplace when we've, when we've been around this our whole lives, right? Again, we got to kind of, you know, again, we, we really do have to devote ourselves. We'll take intentionality and in pressing into Jesus, being wise men and wise women going on that journey to find Jesus, right? Man, look at 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. That's a big deal, right? Are you like Mary? Are you treasuring up the word of God? Are you treasuring up? what Jesus has done in your life and how he's done it. Um, are you, you know, do you have a heart to, to treasure up? Look what it says. But Mary treasured up all these things, right? So when, when you meditate on your life, when you meditate on the goodness of Jesus, do you treasure up and ponder all that Jesus has done in your life? Do you treasure up and think about it and meditate on it, right? Do you share it with others that they may be amazed. Do you testify, right? Revelation 12, 11, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, right? But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Again, you want to, you want to meditate and remember on all Jesus has done for you. Reflect on your walk with Jesus. Reflect on the scriptures and on the word of God, right? You want to be like Mary and treasure up all that Jesus has done in our life remembering all he's done, remembering your walk with Jesus and thinking about it, pondering it in your heart. Verse 20, the shepherds returned, went back to work, went back to the flocks. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I want to have the heart of a shepherd more, right? The more we have a heart of a shepherd, there's a reason, again, Jesus could have revealed himself to anyone and everyone. God the Father could have written it in the heavens and the sky. Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, Joseph, his, his earthly or stepfather, and shepherds. These are the only people to see Jesus on the day of his birth. And don't you want to see him? And I'll say again, the more we see him, the more we have eyes 
that see him, spiritual eyes that see him, spiritual ears to hear him. Again, the shepherds return glorifying and praising God. Let's make this a, an Advent season, a time during this Christmas season, this December, where more and more we're thinking about and pondering and glorifying and praising Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit for all the things that we've heard and seen, that we've heard this good news that a Savior has been born and that we've received him as our only Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Are you trusting in him and relying on him today? God has given his word that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10 verse 13. Again, it's not our words that save us, but you use your words to communicate your heart to, to, to Jesus. If you're not sure, you can humble yourself before him today and say, Jesus, I, I do want you to save me. And I do believe you are the son of God. I do believe this story this, that's in my Bible, that you, you became a human man and lived a perfect righteous life even for me. I believe you died that torturous death on the cross even for me. And I believe you're alive and risen. Therefore, I ask you, Lord Jesus, now to, to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life and to save me from my sin and to bring me to heaven when I die. Lord Jesus, I place all my faith and hope and trust and confidence in you alone to save me and to be my everlasting Lord and God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Again, if you're not certain that Jesus is your Savior, it's not as much the words that matter. It's our heart that matters to God. But you can humble yourself before him today. And this King of Kings and Lord of Lords, this Christ the Lord can save you today. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. Again, we thank you for this Advent season, Lord. And as always, more than anything, we thank you for Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. We praise you and we thank you today. Holy Spirit, seal the message to our hearts now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.